Hello, everyone. Um, I'm being lazy as hell, and I didn't feel like going back and cutting and pasting and everything, but um, I'm giving away some stuff. Um, I said it I was going to do it last week, but I forgot about it. But um, I'm giving away a copy for Xbox One of Grand Theft Auto V. And the way that you can possibly win this copy of Grand Theft Auto V for Xbox One is uh, hidden in the episode. Uh, me and Hoppy discuss about um, how we're going to give this game away. And it's a physical copy. It's not a digital download. And um, Hoppy also wants to contribute in the giving. And um, just stand by. L- listen to the episode. That's what that's what you're here for anyway. Hear me ramble. Hear Hoppy say some stuff. I'm kind of burying the lead because I'm putting this at the beginning of the episode. And I usually introduce my guests. But now you know. So sit back. Relax. Enjoy this week's episode of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. Boom. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. everybody this your boy b rob and i'm back with another edition of the random ramblings with rob podcast first and foremost i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week and listening to the podcast or however you listen to podcasts may, may not be weekly you know might be bi-weekly or whenever you get the time you might stockpile them and listen to them at a later date but however you listen i appreciate you for doing so if you're a new listener, I appreciate you even more because you're taking a chance listening to me say things out of my mouth in word form. I don't know what else I would say out of my mouth other than words. I guess sounds would be a thing. But anyway, I got a guest today. And um, usually, you know, in the beginning of the show, before the intro music, we uh, usually place a voicemail there. But I ain't got nothing. Nobody sent me a voice bell. Nobody picked up their phone or got on their computer, used Skype or whatever other dialing device they have and dialed 304-825-5762. Nobody did that this week. And um, the, the guy that normally does it, you know, my ambassador of uh, the Random Rounds with Rob, the, the voicemail uh, king. Jody B has been dethroned because I ain't heard from his ass in a long time. But, um, Hoppy Rogers. Yeah, I ain't get a voicemail from him this week. Reason being, because the motherfucker's a guest on the show. We finally got him over here. <laughs> and speaking of that motherfucker, Jody B, uh, Hoppy was over on his show uh, the other week. And now he's over here on this side, you know? 
and it's been a long time coming. I've been meaning to get Hoppy on the show for a long, long time. But, um, you know, schedules didn't line up. You know, he, he's working like a madman, which he'll tell you about because he has a dream. He has aspirations and he has stuff that he's trying to do in the movie industry. And um, just being able to sit down and talk with Hoppy and um, pick his brain a little bit, you know, see, see where he comes from. As far as, um, you know, his drive, his motivation and everything, you know, it's a, it a real inspiring story. And I challenge, you know, anybody that has a, a dream or a goal or even a thought that they um put their efforts into it. Put your mind to it. Um, don't sit around and be like, uh, you know, I want to do this thing, but. um. I know I just want everything to be perfect before I do it or try it or attempt it or anything like that. Because the more that you wait for the perfect opportunity in certain instances, um, you're just not going to wind up doing it. I mean, I, I spoke about it in, um, when we was talking with Hoppy, we, me, when I was talking with Hoppy, um, about this podcast, I wanted to do a podcast for so long, but I didn't, um, I never pulled the trigger on it. Shout out to Toe on the Trigger, which they should be posting their hundredth episode. That's Toe on the Trigger. It's a podcast. Listen to it. Um, but yeah, man, I just, oh, I want to get this. I want to do this. I want to do it this way. You know, never really having an idea, but I just knew I wanted to do it. And I, eventually I just said, fuck it. I mean, time is passing by. I'm just going to do it. You know, it's going to be shitty. I mean, it's probably still shitty because I can't handle my motherfucking equipment, but that's part from the course. I mean, I do it because I enjoy it, you know, and if you got something like that in your life, I mean, why not, you know, do it, just do it, you know, just do it and don't give a fuck about, you know, it'll work itself out if it's meant to be, you know, and, you know, I have a couple of other things like that in my life that, you know, it's just kind of like how this podcast was. I mean, I want to do it, but I'm, you know, I got a, a little stigma about it or whatever. And, you know, those things will come to pass and I'm, I'm going to do it because, man, I, I want to bring you the video content. You know, I got the camera. I got the microphone. You seen a little tidbit, a little taste of it on um, the YouTube there with Foxy, us walking around in Walmart. I want to do more things like that outside of uh, my Instagram stuff. And, um, I don't know, I guess this is, I don't know, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know why I'm not doing it now. Cause I mean, if you've been to my Instagram account, you see me doing it, you know, at a minor level, you know, I just have my phone out in front of my face and I'm saying random shit, random, which I haven't done that in so long. Hoppy was telling the story and I just didn't want to ruin his mojo by yelling random after he said random, but you know, I, I'm going to get there. We're going to do it. We're going to get there together. And um, it's going to be a glorious thing. Anyway, man, I've, I've rambled enough. I talked about Hoppy at length in my intro here. And why don't we just get to it? Let's you hear Hoppy himself this week on this edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. Satan's death. What in the hell do you want? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Motherfucking happy rot. How are we gonna start it, baby? Oh yeah, that's it. It's already started. Before we get into it proper, like before we say any other words, well, before you say any other words, I want to thank you for calling in, leaving your voicemails, interacting with the show on Twitter, just for everything you do, man. I really appreciate it. It's a reciprocal relationship, B-Rob. Like, that's what I'm all about. Like, I want to support your podcast, and I like getting my movies supported, and I think uh, if less people would be haters and more people would be positive and try to support each other, that we'd all go far instead of just sitting here watching MTV. <laughs> MTV. <laughs> I think Mrs. B-Rob watched that only because of Teen Wolf. At least it ain't the teen pregnancy bullshit. Oh, yeah. The other thing with the teen in it. (laughs) (laughs) How did you trip to Walmart, though, my brother? Man, splendid as always. I walked away with um, the quad trilogy of uh, the Alien movies and also the new Alien Covenant movie that had a limited edition box set. Came with the Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy, and a t-shirt. That's what's up. I didn't know they had all that at Walmart. Yes, for a limited time only. (laughs) (laughs) Gave the shirt to my son because he waited till all his clothes got too little to tell us that he needed some more. I can imagine. You know, uh, my best friend in the world got nine motherfucking kids living in the same house. What? You heard me. Nine. I'm talking from the same woman, and they all live in the same house. So, like, this bitch was pregnant for a decade. So um is that on um is that Teen Mom? Is that part of MTV's programming? No, 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 no. But uh y'all can look him up uh uh on Twitter anomaly. So like, you know, he's clever. So he did the at sign anomaly. Uh but yeah, he's one of my homies. He's a rapper, new album just come out. Like go get you a preset. Oh shit. Yeah, I do remember you talking about that. Not so much the pregnancy and the stuff, but the dude. <laughs> Whew, I mean, I don't know how he keeps his sanity. I don't know. It might be the JJ. <laughs> but hey, man, since uh, you are actually on the show, hit me up with a story, man, because I ain't going to get a voicemail from you this week. <laughs> oh, well, I can tell you about you, girl. Yes, yes. Tell me. Uh, all right. real with everybody? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Divulge. Okay. I keep it real with everybody. So sometimes when I be calling in, it's stories, and sometimes it's real shit. So, uh, uh, you know, all y'all gotta do is ask me. But, uh, Fart Girl was a story. It was just a funny story. Uh, but you who girl, this happened. It was the day before my birthday. The night before, I had to work on my birthday, but I was off the day before my birthday. But I was like, fuck it. Uh, Mrs. Hoppy, like, two counties away working. I'm gonna go try to find me a girl to take out to dinner and get some birthday head or something. So, uh, which Miss Hoppy knows about. So anyway, uh, I'm just walking around the Highlands, which is like our hipster area. And, uh, there's a girl sitting on a bench drinking a Yoo-Hoo. And I'm the type of dude, like, instead of just walking up and hollering, I like to make, like, just a, a, a neutral comment or two to see, like, if her tone of voice is like, fuck you, don't talk to me, or, you know, come on and let's have a chat. So I was like, damn, girl, I ain't know you. Uh, I thought I was the only one that still drank Yoo-Hoo. And she was like, no, I love this shit. Whoopty, whoopty, whoop. I was like, well, are you doing anything? Because I think a couple of Yoo-Hoo lovers ought to go to dinner. And she was like, no, I'm not doing nothing for real. Where do you want to go? So we go to this Mexican restaurant. We're vibing. 
she knows my nephew, who's the same age as me, because my sisters are uh, 17 and a half years older than me. Mm-hmm. So my nephews are kind of like my cousin. This Kentucky, she gets fucked up here. But uh, <laughs> uh, so so we vibing at dinner and all that, and uh, and so afterwards she's like, "You want to go back to my crib, smoke some loud, you know, whoop de whoop?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I'm thinking I'm about to go back, get smoked up, and get get smoked up again, and uh, we get to her crib and she's like, uh, supposedly her crib, and she's like, "Oh, I got a real mean dog. Give me like, give me a couple minutes to put him up. I'll be right back down." I'm like, cool. So I smoked the cigarette. I get done with the cigarette, and I'm like, okay, it's been like six, seven minutes. Where is this girl? So I'm like, whatever. Maybe she had a phone call to make or something when she walked in the door. I'll give her a few more minutes. 20 minutes later, no more Kristen. I'm like, dog, she dipped on me. I think, I think this girl was waiting on the bus. This is my theory. She was waiting on the bus. Some dude walked in, talking about taking her to dinner. She was hungry. Went on to dinner and was like, fuck it, I'll make him think he's about to get some pussy, get a ride home, keep my motherfucking bus fare, get me another Yoo-Hoo tomorrow, and dipped up. <laughs> she Yoo-Hooed on that ass. Oh, she Yoo-Hooed all over me, dog. Skeet, skeet, skeet. I damn, I'm trying to think of a time to where I got stood up or something like that. I think it was, I don't know if I said it on the show or not, but now um, online dating was um, a bit of the bulk of my stock after my first marriage. So I didn't give a fuck about a lot of things. So I found this one broad on the internet. To me, she looked but ugly. But me and my circumstances at the time, I didn't give a shit. So I was like, man, you going to come through and bring a friend for my homeboy? You know, that's how it worked. So she was like, yeah, um, meet us at the freaking gas station, which the gas station she designated wasn't too far from my house. It wasn't too far from my homeboy house. So I call him up. It's like, hey, man, these two girls coming over. Um, they want us to meet them at the Amlico. We're going to converse for a little bit, which I know is not a word or properly used just then. And uh, we're going to probably take it to the crib. See what's happening. He's like, all right, bet. I'll meet you there. So I get up to the gas station and like my level of not giving the fuck was like on the ground like very low like scraping the bottom of my shoe soles low so so i i showed up in a wife beater some uh basketball shorts you know the um, what they call it now is the male thought uniform because because i was gonna show up and be about that action if that's what it was go back to the crib have some drinks maybe knock something down and go on about uh daily activities so I show up there, skinny old me, no muscle on my body, looking like Snoop Dogg and shit with my wife beating my basketball shorts on. My homeboy come up in a burnt orange Durango on 26s with his uh original Nintendo configured to his stereo system jamming the Mario Brothers theme through the parking lot. And Oh my God. Both of these girls get out the car. They walk over to me and my homeboy. And like I said, to me, off top, she was all ugly. I was just looking for something to cut down. Her friend was ugly, too. And I guess me in my disheveled state, and um, I guess they didn't take too fancy to my homeboy. But that wasn't discovered until the bait and switch happened. I was like, hey, I live right down the road over there. I live. I was in the military at the time. I lived on base housing. So I was like, hey, just uh, follow us up to the... Um, gate i'll get you waved through and then we can go to the crib and chill and they was like all right so they jump in the car 
uh, we caravan up to the gate. And right before you hit the gate, they got to turn around. So me and my homeboy are going through the gate and they hit the turn around and burnt the hell off. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen or heard from them again. They got scared of getting their car searched. Probably. Or whatever the case may be. But yeah, they just burnt the hell out. Never seen and heard from again. <laughs> Man, because nah, uh, we got Fort Knox, you know, uh, like 40 minutes south of Louisville. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, military wives, what can I say? Sometimes they dip out. So I had a military wife that I was banging every now and then when she wanted some. And, uh, I'm telling you, man, some of the times I went into Fort Knox, uh, they had was putting mirrors under my truck and going through my shit. Uh, I got a real good getting pulled over by an MP story. Well, you're in the right place to tell that said story. Okay. I wasn't driving at this time. And, uh, this wasn't even going to bang my military wife. It was going to see some of the buddies and my dude Anthony. And my dude Anthony, he's, uh, a real bad alcoholic. Like, I like to drink and stuff, but this motherfucker's like, can't function in his life. Dude. But he got blown up in, go ahead. No, 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 I was just laughing. <laughs> uh, he got blown up in a tank. And, uh, his legs are like the size of my forearms, like the whole thing. But he can walk and stuff, but like, he, he went through some, some shit. Like, uh, Basically, like a tank, like the, the, I know you know, but let me tell the audience. The, you can't, them motherfuckers over there can't fuck with our tanks, but the only way they can really fuck with them is to shoot an RPG and break one of the treads off. And, uh, he was a tanker and they RPG'd the tank, rung all their heads. I mean, that's loud, rings your ears, and then blew one of the treads off. And then when they opened the shit to come out and fix it, they fucking threw devices in the hatch and, and blew them up. So, uh, it was fucked up. And then, like, that turret, like, like there's different compartments in the tank, so, like, you got to wait to get out until your manhole matches up with the, the exit manhole. Yeah. And so, like, he's down there w- with his legs on fire waiting on the manhole and all that. But anyway, so, like, uh, we was going down to visit some of his buddies, and we had this dude Stetson with us. And Stetson is one of my homies from Lexington. I've told a story about him jumping out of a park, a police parking garage when he was drunk. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh... This motherfucker is, is family of the, the Stetson Cologne, the hats and all that, but he's, he's just a trust fund baby. I love you, Stetson, but you don't do shit. You know you don't. So anyway, uh, me, Anthony, and Stetson are in the truck going to see some of Anthony's homies and at Fort Knox. And, uh, you can't, you can't even do like two over on a military base. You get pulled over. Yeah. So, uh, we get pulled over. MP come up. You know, like Anthony trying to get out of it, like telling his story and all this shit. It ain't working. Like Anthony's kind of like Forrest Gump. He's dumb and happy and charismatic. And, uh, but it, it just, it was not absolutely not working with this MP. And he fucking hits Anthony in the motherfucking jaw. Uh, hits. And then Stetson tried to say something because he's one of them playboys too and all that. And I am too somewhat, but I know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, uh, so he hit, motherfucker hit Stetson in the mouth. And then was like, I ain't gonna charge y'all with nothing, but you better fucking slow down. And throws all the shit back in the truck. Takes about four steps past the truck to get back to his vehicle. Turns around, comes back, hits me in the motherfucking jaw. And I'm just looking at him like, what the fuck? And he's like, that's so when y'all get like two blocks down, you don't say, I wish that motherfucker would have hit me. Damn. (laughs) 
dog, we would have been in jail together if I was in that car. It would be me, you, Stetson, and the other motherfucker that was driving. We would all been in goddamn jail because that shit don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't hitting no military motherfucker on the military base. See, I know, nope, nope. See, but that's the thing. That's that, that's that's the whole thing about it, though. He did that shit because he know he could he could do that shit. You know, he he probably had he was probably coming in with the mentality that like, all right, I'm in a position of authority, and I know if I did some shit, they would rather me do this shit than get this ticket or this fine or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's some bullshit. But yeah, we we've been fighting in that motherfucker, especially if I was still in. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, we've been rolling all in the goddamn street. <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, and just just that what I said, man. I mean, I, when I was in the military, they had people that do shit like that all the time. I mean, but I agree with it to a certain extent. I mean, there's um teaching moments in those or whatever. I know old core, even way before I even joined and everything. That's how they conducted business. Like now, you know, current is just like um, you know. During the most recent years that I was in on the way out, it's all paperwork based. You know, do fuck up or whatever, you you document it. You fuck up again, you document it. You fuck up again, you document it. And um, eventually, depending on the severity of um what what this person has done, he got a whole stack of papers or whatever, and he ain't really learning shit because he know if he gonna go in there and do this and this and this, he's just gonna get a little counseling, slap on the wrist, say, hey, don't do that shit no more. Now, I mean, there's that's a two way street because if you build up a stack of portfolio on this motherfucker because he's fucking up all the time and all this other shit, so when he really seriously do something, you got all this evidence to back you up. So I agree with it in that aspect or whatever. But you got those ones that don't give a fuck about all that shit, you know, thinking they hard head, you know, that you can't touch them and all kind of stuff like that, but. You know, back then they just laid hands on the dude, straightened him out, and then they didn't have a problem with that dude no more. But you know, right, right. Now you even imp- not even threat, not even make a verbal threat of doing some shit like that, but even imply that you're gonna potentially you hear imply and potentially <laughs> cause harm to somebody, and you get ran up the motherfucking flagpole for that shit, and you ain't even do nothing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's almost even if they perceive that you're threatening them or they feel threatened by you that you can potentially wind up getting in trouble about some shit. So I was just like, hey, man, that's when I took my ball and went home. <laughs> it fucking sucks. I remember, damn, I got my ass whipped because... I don't even know why. It was just because, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's why they, you know, the ultimate question is, what's greater, fear or love? Yeah, because I know it was, um, what the fuck was I doing? I think I got too close, and that might have been my fault or whatever, because they, they always preach one arm's distance. I mean, you never come within one arm's distance of a drill instructor. So that might have been my fault. I might have been within my one arm's length. And uh, got hemmed up for it. So, I mean, that's on me for not paying attention, being a little fucktard. So, but I don't know. I've seen people get fucked up for less. (laughs) (laughs) 
But anyway, beyond getting fucked up and punched in the face and all kind of stuff, I've been there before. Um, Hoppy, Dis- dispel to me some of your background, man. I know you're um, doing film and all kind of stuff like that, but what came before the film or what got you pointed in that direction? Uh, I mean, I fucked up all kinds of shit in my life. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, for real. I think... Um, I think everybody's a genius, and this is Einstein, this ain't some crazy epiphany I've had, but Einstein said that everybody's a genius is something, you got to figure out what it is, so don't judge a fish if it can't climb a tree, mm-hmm. and uh, so you you know, some people, they're a master painter, and they ain't never painted yet, they ain't figured it out, that's what they're supposed to do, and you know, you've only got so many years to figure out what the fuck it is it's supposed to do, and I'm I'm starting to feel like filmmaking is my water. But, uh, my, you know, I'm finally a fish in water where I've been floundering around on a beach for 36 years. But, uh, I guess the, the seed was originally sparked, uh, in high school. Like in, in Louisville, we got magnet school. Uh, yeah. so like there's some original high schools and then there's other schools that like they're geared for specific shit. So there's like a veterinary high school, uh, a construction, like heavy equipment bulldozer and shit high school. Of course, that's out in the country redneck area, but, uh, and then we got a theater high school. When I went to, to this high school, it was like the number one high school in, uh, in the, the city that's not, that was public. And then now it's like one of the worst and it's like 18 years later. I'm like, so now like where I used to be proud to say I went there, now I'm not. But anyways, it was the performance arts high school. And, uh, so like it was all about theater and all about performance and all that. And so like, you know, every year you're doing all these different performances and all that. And so it, that's where I guess the seed was planted. And then, uh, after, after that, I mean, you know, I used to, well, I got kicked out when I was 17 and took the wrong road in life back then. And it took me, uh, many years to get out of that situation. But, uh, I just woke up one day and I say, you know, back then I said, God woke me up, but I think maybe, you know, maybe it was God, maybe it was my subconscious or whatever, but it was just time to, it's time to retire from that road and, uh, do some legit shit and try to change my life. And so, uh, I started working at Actors Theater and, uh, I was in telemarketing and then from telemarketing, I got into working with the apprentices and I got to play Elvis finally there after being there for four years in a play. And, uh, then that started being a recurring thing every Christmas. I got to play Elvis. Was that, a, and, was uh, it a flying Elvis? <laughs> What's up? Was it a flying Elvis? No, it was a. Uh, it wasn't even really Elvis. It was a country bumpkin playing Elvis. So like, I didn't have to be so on point with the character. It was just funny. Like, a, it, it could be a funny travesty of Elvis instead of me having to have like the legit Elvis voice and being able to sing and all that shit. So that that took all the nervousness out of it. I could just be my silly self and, and have fun. But um, then I, after I left there. I got into porn accidentally, and I've told that story many times, but long story short, uh, I was taking a girl to Jamaica to propose. She left me the night before saying she was leaving me for a, a big black bull that looked like Mystical the Rapper. I wasn't going to go, like Sex in the City, fuck that bullshit kind. My homies kidnapped me, took me to the airport, was like, it's paid for you, dumb fucker, go have fun, you'll thank us later. And uh, so I goes down there, I'm on a couple's resort. Uh, crying in my beer all goddamn day, my red stripe, and then a porn star. I didn't know it was a porn star. I was like, what the fuck is your story? I tell him the story. He said, fuck that. We'll get revenge. I got to do porn. 
And then after that, uh, I was doing charity videos with rappers. I got one posted on my, uh, my Twitter right now so you can see what I used to do. Uh, Josh Stolberg giving me shout outs in the comments. That's the writer of the new Jigsaw fitting to come out. So check that out. That's a, a great connection I've made in the last two months. Uh, cause he's all, all up in with Lionsgate and all that and like showing us love left and right. And I'm showing him love left and right, not being pushy. And, uh, listen to me. All you want to be directors out there just like me. Don't be fucking like blowing people's inboxes up with your shit. Just be cool with the famous people and promote their shit. And then later on, they'll reciprocate and promote your shit. That's my strategy. So like, quit being so fucking pushy and needy, dog. But, uh, anywho. EDA. So I took, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took the jump from the charity work to the horror. I've explained this before in detail. You can find that in other interviews, but, uh, cause the charities are all fucked up and, uh, stealing y'all's money and not giving it to the poor. So anywho, now we're doing this horror shit. And I'm going to actually help the homeless. We're going to use some of the money we get to start a, a legit homeless shelter with apartments. And we're going to hire the homeless and have them work on our films and shit and teach them uh, how to be gaffers and best boys and all that. And for y'all that don't know really what that means. Yes, like, please explain that uh, to me because I, I looked at yeah, many, many movie credits and I was like, what the fuck is a best boy? <laughs> right, right. So you're gaffer. All right. So you got your director of photography, right? Yes. Your director of photography, your cinematographer, it's essentially the same thing. It's the dude that's in charge of all the camera shit for the director, mm-hmm. puts the, all the shit where the director wants it. So the director calls all the camera placement, gaffer's in charge of all, your director of photography is in charge of all that. So the director of photography tells his gaffer, the gaffer is basically, he needs to be an electrician. He's setting up all the electric for the camera work. So okay. the director calls the camera placement and the blocking. The director of photography uh, does all the blocking. And then, um, you know, leads the whole crew or whatever and, and calls all that shit. But, uh, your gaffer sets up all the electric shit. And then your best boy sets up all the sound shit and the, uh, structural shit and stuff like that. And then your actual, uh, grip is the one holding your, uh, uh, microphones and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So grips are, they're like the, 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 the fucking grunt workers or whatever holding all that shit and moving, but they still have to be intelligent and know what the fuck they're doing and where the frame is because you don't want the goddamn camera dipping in the frame like it does on David Letterman 10 times out of 12. But, uh, uh, so that's, that's kind of your pecking order in that crew. And there's other various positions, but like that's the, the cherished ones is your DP, your gaffer and the best boy. And then all your grips are kind of like the, the drone. Shit. Thank you for enlightening me, sir. Cause now, I, I, cause I, I, I swear to God, I was confused about all that shit. I was like, fucking best boy. Best boy. It's <laughs> like best buy, but not really. <laughs> and, uh, we got, we got the gaffer and the best boy from the Avengers and Captain America Winter Soldier. That's, like, that's what fucks me up, man. It's like, I'm flipping burgers for a living right now. I'm literally, I ain't got shit. I got like $40 right now. Right now, tonight, I'm drinking, uh, some Heaven Hill six dollar and sixty cent vodka and an orangina uh for a chaser and uh smoking some dirt weed and I'm flipping burgers for a living. But like I, I got a loaded gun. All I need is a producer. And you know, we were looking September fifteenth, we find out whether or not Mother Franfi makes Scream Fest out in Hollywood. It's the Sundance of horror movies. And it's that's life changing shit. I'm waiting on it like a lottery ticket. And uh I mean we got we got half the motherfucking camera crew from the Avengers and Captain America Winter Soldier on board. I got Penny Packs, two-time AVN Porn Star of the Year, one in 2013, 2016. 
Uh, we got Jamie Bernadette from This Summer's I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. She's the lead actress. I got Tony DeMille from uh, Tyler Perry's Too Close to Home and Netflix's Bloodline. I got Dave Hoge, the stand-up comic that's in Taj Mahal all the time. I got Young Lee from No Limit Records. Young Lee. I got Chucky Worker. Go ahead. Young motherfucking bleed. That boy. That's my homie. That ain't just a cast member. That is my homie. Like, me and him, real tight. Man, I remember balls in my word. Favorite motherfucking CD. I had that shit. I used to bang that when I was 16. Hell yeah. Same, man, because I had a 1990 Chrysler Fifth Avenue, 18s in the trunk. And damn, what was that damn song? God damn it, Hoppy, I got to pull it up right now. But it's in my motherfucking phone. Where is it? You should play it while we talking. That's my homie. Young motherfucking bleed. Made me boss. Yes, that's it. See me riding yeah. cool as Clyde with that psychic, thing by psychic my Psychic motherfucking hoppy over here. A psychic hoppy pizza. That'll be fourteen ninety five. See you in thirty minutes. <laughs> oh man, that was. I swear to God, that was like my favorite song, man. That, I think, yeah. How you do that there, all that shit, man. Yeah. And if you had told me when I was 16 banging his shit, uh, uh, you know, rocking quarterback, that I'd be having him in a movie, uh, you know, 20 years later, I wouldn't have believed that shit. I wouldn't have believed that shit. But he's the most down to earth, cool motherfucker. Every Gemini, I love Gemini. It's one of my best friends. Gemini, uh, almost married to Gemini. Uh, love him to death. And uh, I met him through Chucky Workclothes, who you also need to check out in Indianapolis. He's getting ready to come out with Professor Work Laboratory, uh, Volume Three. It's like his twentieth album, something like that. And uh, you know, he raps with E40 and Pusha T and Crooked Eye and Corrupt. Uh, Daz Dillinger, uh, doing all that shit for him. I mean, it's you need to look him up too. Like that's one of my. One of my brothers. Like, I got, I ain't got no siblings real except my two half sisters are 20 years older than me, but like, got five dudes I call my brother and Chucky Workloads is a, he's a real motherfucker. He ain't no, he ain't no fake, bro. Love him to death. Okay. And then, I mean, you talking about all these artists, Young Lead, uh, Chucky Workloads and all that stuff. I mean, have you ever dabbled in any music and all that? Man, I rap when I get drunk with people, but I've never recorded. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, I, people, I've had people tell me I'm good, but like, I don't think that if I'm going to do something, I want to be the best at it. And yeah. I feel like I'll never be more than mediocre at rapping. So it's kind of like just a fun thing I do with my people, not something that I want to pursue professionally. Okay. Well, I mean, I kind of take it, you know, most recently, I mean, not all through life. I kind of thought about it this way, but more recently, you know, ever since I separated from the military, you know, that's been my identity for the past 16 or so years. So now that I'm away from all that stuff and, you know, I'm kind of, you know, just rediscovering myself again, finding out new things or whatever. And now that I'm doing the podcast, something that, you know, I kicked around for a long time because I enjoy listening to podcasts and, you know, listening to them. There's like, oh man, this shit sounds so fun. I can, I know a couple people that I can sit around and just bullshit and record and do all that crap with. And, you know, I kicked that idea around for so long because it was kind of like what you were saying. If I'm going to do it, I want to be the best at it. But after a while, just keep like, all right, I'm going to do it today. Nah, fuck it. I, I, nah, I ain't going to do that shit. I'm going to do it today. Nah, I ain't going to do it. Then I hear a bomb ass podcast. I'm like, fuck, man, I want to do a podcast too. So eventually I was just like, why am I trying to 
I mean, it's just like I just I'm just gonna fucking do it because I, I I won't know if I'm gonna be the best if I don't do it, you know. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna just do a motherfucking podcast. And here it is, a year later, almost damn near a hundred episodes, and I'm still doing this shit. I mean, I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I enjoy doing it, and I think that's what's important. Bro, you don't, you damn know well you good at it. And, uh, you've had some fucking, I mean, the people you've had on there, bro, you've had all kind of wrestling celebrities, Jessica Cameron, who is a, a woman that I respect very much so. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think female directors sometimes focus too much on the female aspect, and I understand cause women, especially in Hollywood, like minorities of women are looked down upon. I don't understand, like, there's this, there's this weird, like, double-sided point, like, Hollywood, like, they act like they're so, like, accepting, like, we hate Donald Trump, and, you know, we're all about this shit, but then, like, Oscar's so white, and it's hard for girls to get, like, prominent positions to be the director, the producer, I'm telling you, dude, it's fucked up, and, uh, so, like, I don't know where they really stand, like, I really don't, and, like, the Chinese own Hollywood, so, you know, I ain't gonna get too deep into that, or I'll probably get like, stupid shit, but, uh, uh, if I don't understand, like, who, who, who's really what? It's like, I got all my roles open to all races, all sex. Like, if you want to be a transgender male or female in a role, that's fine. If you want to be a black book savvy, if you want to be a Chinese Wonder Woman, if you want to be a white chef, I don't care. I, I don't care. Uh, everybody's welcome. But Hollywood, it's legal to be racist when you audition. I find that it's fucked up. Like in Hollywood, uh, it's legal to be racist and legal to be sexist, and I don't dig that. Like in my movies, roles are open to everybody. I'm looking for somebody that hits the nail on the head, so I can have a, a, a white shaft or a, a black poison ivy or a Chinese Wonder Woman. I don't give no fuck. But uh, you know, I guess the, like the point of this story is like uh, I don't I don't understand where Hollywood really stands. I, shit, I don't either. I mean, it's just like you said, if you can perform, if you can do, if you can be the character that the writer or the director envisions it to be, you should have the role, regardless of what you look like. So, I agree. Yeah. But we kind of steered over to, to the things. Music, 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 music. What, what is Happy Rogers listening to? On a daily basis, indie rap and electronic music. Well, like electronic music, like like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you got the glow sticks and the whistle and shit. Yeah, I used to work a rave promoters when I was seventeen to about twenty-five. You know what? What, what the hell was that atmosphere like? It was amazing. Uh, lots of women, lots of uh, very open women. Uh, Lots of uh, fun times, lots of family, uh, strangers inviting you over to their house and nobody steals nothing. You can invite 40 people over to your house and nobody steals or breaks nothing. Uh, it's a, a good family thing. And it was a wonderful, wonderful movement of love. And so Joseph Biden, our future vice president of the United States, passed the Rave Act, reducing America's vulnerability to exodus, which made it legal to charge rave promoters under the RICO statute. So you go away for life, going to rave. What? Under an organized time law made for the mafia. 
are you speaking fact right now? Because I did not know that. Yep. If you throw uh, uh, illegal party in a warehouse and there is, there's a list in this box, look it up. The Rayback, producing America's vulnerability just by previous vice president. Like how you said, um, some of the voicemails that you sent in, some of them are actual facts, some of them are story. I mean, what what uh what goes through your mind when you crafting those uh savvy voicemails that you be sending to me? Uh, I have no idea. It just kind of comes out when I call. <laughs> I don't know, man, because they're like you do it with a lot of conviction, and there's like there's not a lot of ums, uhs, and stuff like that. It's just like. You're living it as you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my dad really did almost knock out some motherfucking French undercover cops, though. <laughs> Man, like, um, how you saying, you know, promoting and, uh, you know, supporting other people and their things is like, I see other podcasters put out their voicemail numbers and everything like that. So anytime I see one pop up on Twitter, I call and I don't even, I haven't probably never listened to the show, not a once, but I see a voicemail number and I just call it in and I just start cussing up a storm. And I don't even know if the show is like, if it's clean or not. <laughs> and I do apologize right, right. before I start cussing and shit. I just, I don't care. <laughs> but damn, let's talk about your film, the one that you're trying to get the backing and the funds for or whatever. Hit me with the title and uh, a little synopsis for the listeners. Uh, sorry, I'm drinking over here. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a nice title. It has a ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, you know, I think every time a uh, filmmaker makes a story, it's, it's it, or a writer, you know, writes a, a, a book like, it's you're getting an insight into their subconscious, mm-hmm. and uh, so my story is. I, I assume most people have seen Breaking Bad. It's a reverse Breaking Bad, and uh, I don't mind saying that. You know, there's going to be some twists and turns in there that you ain't seen coming, regardless. But uh, Mother Fonfi is evil as fuck. If you've seen my prequel, my pitch film, my trailer. Uh, she sacrificed her kids to, to Satan to have these powers, and she's run the underworld for a long time, and she don't believe in love. She thinks love is a bullshit fantasy, and people are just using each other. You know, a woman using a man for money and power and fame, and the man using the woman for pussy and a trophy and, uh, you know, functionality at home and stuff like that. She don't think it's real. And so she runs the underworld emotionless. And, uh, then there's this group of friends that the demons that she sold her soul to are hunting. And she sees that one of the couples is in, in real true love. And it fucks her up. It completely fucks her up. And, uh, that's, that's the turning point of the film. And that's pretty much all I want to say. Okay. So there's like no blue meth. They got green meth in this one. And um, instead of getting rid of the cancer, they get cancer. So that's the reverse part of the Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) There is all kinds of fucked up shit I'm not saying on purpose. but uh, Yeah, I understand. (laughs) 
But that's the uh, that's the hook. I'm down. Um, podcast. How how did you even come across this one, dog? I I don't remember. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, it doesn't matter. I, I guess it doesn't matter as long as you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember at all. I was probably drunk one night and uh, run across your shit. Because, uh, you know, like, I follow people every day, like, just people who are doing hashtag. There's different hashtags that I follow. So, like, every day I'll, I'll look up these, you know, 10, 12 hashtags and just follow random people and see who follows me back. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I assume that you were one of them. And because, uh, you know, I do Potter and Family and all that. So, oh, okay. like, uh, I think I, I think I just ran across you when I was drunk and it was like call and leave a voicemail. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll call this motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, the rest is history, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just kind of thinking back on it because, like, I mean, you did send in a lot of voicemails. And once again, I do appreciate them. Um, I think it might have been around the time that because you mentioned her earlier and I was just thinking about that. Uh, Jessica Cameron, I think it was probably around that time frame that, you know, me, and you started getting gravitating closer and closer to each other. That may be what it was. Maybe she retweeted it and I seen it and I was like, fuck it, I'll call this motherfucker. But um, on the real, like I told Jody B, I'm looking for podcasts to be reciprocal with. And, you know, I thought I thought Robin Slim was going to be the one, but they ain't fucking with me. And that's cool. Uh, I ain't got no beef. So y'all can fuck with me again if you, you <laughs> tell me what the fuck happened. But uh, <clears throat> she, uh, you know, I, I see potential. I don't know. Like there's a... People have a hard time seeing potential and, and hard time like predicting persistence because like you talking about like you was hesitant to do podcasts and all that. Like I was hesitant to do my shit because I ain't got no money. Yeah, but uh, but it's like just do it. Like like persistence. Like like there's untapped genius everywhere, bro. I can take you to twenty different coffee shops and show you some genius motherfuckers, but they don't have no abilities to flex. Their mental power. They're stuck working for for bullshit money. Yeah. So, um, it's persistence. It's belief and persistence. That's what people lack. Like, there's genius everywhere, but like, rare is the man who doesn't quit. Rare is the man who starts something and finishes it. And like, before in my life, I only had myself to let down. But like, at this point. I told everybody in this movie, you got to work for free for the pitch film because I ain't got shit. But here's my connections I got. Here's the, sh- the the things I've already, you know, taped down. Here's the potential we got. And they all did it for free, and I promised them I wouldn't quit. So here I am. It ain't me that I'll let down. It's like 40 fucking people if I quit right now. Yeah. And I can't quit. It's impossible. I can't let myself be embarrassed in front of these fucking four dozen people. And so I refuse to stop. And I'm going to get to Hollywood and, like, pay these people back. Like, I'm going to be the humble motherfucker that don't earn shit off my first film. You heard it here first. I'm taking a low check. I want the people who put in for free that believed in me to get their money back. I want them to get paid, especially Chucky Work Clothes, because that motherfucker was one of three people that was there for me when I was homeless over this film, bro. I was I slept in my car and behind dumpsters and ate fucking nastiness for fucking five months over this film because I lost it all. And uh, he was there for me, bro. And uh, you best believe I'm going to get him a fat check when I sell this movie. 
Shit, that's what's up, man. You got me all over here teary-eyed and shit. God damn it, Hoppy. You're supposed to be daggone talking about bitches shitting on themselves and all kind of stuff like that. <laughs> like, that's the thing is people don't realize, bro. Like, I got a brand on the internet and all that, and it's this crazy motherfucker. But deep down, like, bro, like, I love people, man. And, like, I just want to live a peaceful life and take care of the people that take care of me and all that. And, uh, because I had a real hard childhood, dude. It was... It, you know, Jody B actually did get hit. I didn't get hit, but the first time I had a clip unloaded on me was when I was nine. And, uh, it's not fun. Like, that's, that's, that creates some PTSD type scenarios. And, uh, so, is what it is. You know, you deal with your shit. But, like, at this point in my life, like, I just want good vibes, peace, positivity, and good karma. Sweet, man. And I can really appreciate that, man. Um, speaking of, uh, karma and giving and all kind of stuff like that i know um for the episode i did last week with um the lovely and vivacious kiara hogan professional wrestler um good lord i know man (laughs) i said i was gonna give away a free uh xbox one copy of grand theft auto 5 now i still have it because i forgot to talk about it last week and how I wanted to give this thing away because I was enamored by the lovely and vivacious Kiara Hogan. And, um, I forgot to do that shit. So you and your creative mind, how you think we should go about trying to give this game away? Uh, did you watch Poltergeist Poachers? What? <laughs> Who's a what and where? <laughs> did you watch Poltergeist Poachers? Oh, yeah, your shit. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. No, I didn't. I did not. I retweeted it a whole bunch of times, but I did not watch it yet. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I tell every guest, if you heard, I tell every guest on here, man, I, I ain't trying to lie bullshit to nobody because you damn. <laughs> say, 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 I, say, I, say I did. Say, yeah, man, I watch that shit, Hoppy. Then you hit me with a question or some shit like that, and I've been like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I've been looking like Steve Harvey up here. I'm saying is there's a certain prop from that 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 clip, which is the 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 pilot. Which we're getting ready to turn this into something hilarious. Uh, I just wanted to do a kind of a tryout walkthrough, see if it was, you know. Anyway, there's a certain prop from that at the end that I can give away too, if it's appropriate. Okay. But you need to watch it because I ain't gonna tell you what it is. I'm 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 on my phone right now. I'm on your <laughs> I'm I'm on your YouTube channel, which I am subscribed to. Cause motherfucking Foxy is comedy, bro. Yeah. See, no, see, now I know what you're talking about. Cause now um, the name is what I did. Cause like um, I didn't watch all of it. She's like, Happy got me um on here. Want me to do this for y'all? I didn't get to watch all of it yet. So yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Cause that's another thing. I'm bad with motherfucking names, people's names, names of movies, and all kind of shit like that. So don't hold that against me, Happy. I did watch some of it. I just didn't finish to completion. Kind of like uh, that Black Mirror skit where you had to fuck the pig. I had to fuck a pig. No, no, not you on Black Mirror. It was a. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know about that one. Where's my volume at? It's over on the right side. I get it. Oh, it's on the left side. 
Ting tang, wah wah, the bing bang. Look, he's playing the audio, he ain't playing the video, so he, he's gonna bore y'all out right there. This is like dead air right here. Oh, I'm gonna cut this out. I'm, I'm just looking at it. I don't remember watching this video and leaving y'all out in the cold, bro. Like, like I thought I was the drunk one. <laughs> now you keep talking about it, I ain't gonna cut it out now. Okay, you just you keep over there and watch that. I'll talk to the audience. Yes. So, uh, anywho, uh, when we make this movie, uh, we got Jamie Bernadette from I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, we got the goddamn crew from the Avengers and uh, Captain America: Winter Soldiers and a porn star. And then uh, we got the crew, you know, like Kayla Biggs playing Mother Fronfee, uh, a, a, a complete just discovered actress. She's amazing. She's a Virgo. I usually don't get along with Virgos. I refuse to date a Virgo. I discriminate against Virgos. That's not racist. I guess it's Zodiactist. I'm a Zodiactist, but I'm not a racist. So anyway, uh, I'll still work with Virgos. I just don't date y'all motherfuckers because you're neurotic and get pissed off a little salty shit. So anywho, uh... We're going to make this horror movie and help homeless tracks. people. And uh, we all going to make our money. And then we're going to bring in more people and promote all that hip-hop shit. And then we're going to take it on tour. Ain't never been no goddamn movie on tour. So we're going to take it on tour because we got Chris Prism and Raekwon and Young Bleed and Chucky Work Clothes. And we got all kinds of motherfuckers we could potentially point to this motherfucker that they know. You know, Master P and Snoop Dogg and uh, Wu-Tang and all that shit. So, uh... We're going to take this bitch on tour, and you'll get to meet the whole crew. You'll get to meet, uh, see all the rappers perform on the soundtrack on stage, it, get autographs and pictures with them, all that shit. It's going to be fat. We're taking this shit on tour nationwide. Like, a horror movie and hip-hop combined and married on tour. That's never been done. we about to do that shit. I hope B-Rob is about done watching the ghost film. B-Rob, how you doing over that? I am... Two minutes and 30 seconds in. <laughs> oh, we still got like eight minutes left. This is fucked up. What the fuck am I going to talk about? Hey, uh, I don't know. But the last point I watched was I was 50. Wait, no, no, that's not right. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. I was 18, 50 years ago. It was a grandma porn. They was hot, though. This bitch had uh, big titties and some uh, some uh, biker pigtails. And she rode that dick harder than the motherfucker, even though she was a grandma. So that was my last porn that I watched. I don't know what the last porn B-Rob watched. It was probably about the Ewoks over on that, that, that moon or something in Star Wars. I don't know. He likes that hairy pussy. No, uh, like I like Caligula no, back I in don't. the 70s, that Roman movie. Uh, but I don't think he's paying attention, so he ain't going to make fun of me right now. Are you there? I don't like no hairy pussy, Hoppy. <laughs> Uh-oh, he was listening to me. I'm in trouble now. He likes that shave pussy. He likes that shave pussy. I, you know, I told him the story about me getting my shit waxed. It was called the, uh, what was it called? Do you remember what it was called? I'm going to pause it right now. What, what's that feel like getting your, your shit waxed? That was a bullshit story. Okay. You ain't never got your shit waxed before? No, no, I ain't never got that shit waxed. I'll keep it real with you, man. That was a bullshit story. Okay. Yeah, I just... I just take everything you say as gospel anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm about to continue the video. <laughs> okay. 
Foxy got okay. boobs out. So when I got my balls uh, waxed, it was called the Kraken Sack. It was called the Kraken Sack. And it was real embarrassing walking in and telling this girl that I wanted to sleep with that I wanted a Kraken Sack. But uh, this girl I'll be sleeping with all the time, bitches, that it's like going on a jungle safari every time that she sucked my dick. So I was trying to do a nice thing and all that. But like, seriously, I didn't want to, I didn't want to pay, I didn't want to pay for the Kraken Sack. So like, I tried to do it myself. And, uh, I only got halfway through before I started crying. This <laughs> motherfucker's still over here watching this video, bro. He's enthralled, ignoring you, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, man, I'm looking at the um, the the freaking your, your crown, your hat with the antennas. <laughs> yeah, my ghost detector hat. Y'all better get on that motherfucking poultry guy's poultry and see my ghost detector hat. Like I got it straight from uh. BK and that ain't no blood killers neither. <laughs> okay, please don't say what that. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got love for Red Team. Yeah, man, where you get that KFC shirt from? I ain't lying to you, bro. I was at uh, Goodwill. I was at the Goodwill. Uh, he got that shirt for four dollars. I don't. I mean, it just cracked me up. I don't know who the fuck made it. Like it, you know, it seemed like it should be a martial arts club or something. I do cry with my guys, like Israeli jiu-jitsu. Y'all can look that up. It's banned in uh, UFC because all our moves are uh, uh, destined to either maim or kill a motherfucker. And obviously, you can't uh, maim somebody for life or kill them on UFC. That's illegal. So uh, UFC is or uh, cry with my guys banned. But that's what I do. And it's the most effective self-defense in the world. It's used by the Israeli military. Uh, but uh, anywho's, I just found the shirt hilarious. And say, I thought I'd wear it on my first episode. Say, say water. Water. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> in, the morning, in the morning, we eat some cereal with milk. Hell yeah. I don't know. I used to say cereal. I don't know why. <laughs> we got we got some rocks. Rocks floating on water. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up, but it did. <laughs> he said we got some water, some rocks. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I will sign I will sign and ship my voodoo ghost poltergeist ball detectors for forty nine ninety nine plus shipping. Shipping's only three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is riveting audio, man. I'm, uh, we we having a good old time. Looking at Walter, rocks under Walter. <laughs> but you ain't seen the, uh, you ain't got to the actual point where I show it's real yet. Uh, you just, um, showing, um, the sign right now. But the, the oh, you showing the cemetery sign? Yeah. You showing the cemetery sign, the point where everybody sees it's real? Yes. Yeah, that's fucked up. That, that's a real mass grave right there. <laughs> I don't even know. Me and um, me and Mrs. Hoppy went back in there and uh, had some good fun. Oh, like we may have. Uh, yeah, when I mean, you get to the hot box, 
when you get when you get to the like the solitary confinement cell, mm-hmm. uh, me and Hoppy may have uh, violated that that uh, place right there. Oh, so y'all got Hoppy? I mean, there may be a little Hoppy in the oven at this point. Also, some, uh, maybe some little Hoppies on the floor. You know, little skeet skeet. <laughs> Who came up with skeet skeet? A little John. Oh, skeet skeet, motherfucker. Oh, skeet skeet, goddamn. And then Dave Chappelle took it and ran with it. Uh. Alright, so there's this thing. There's this thing. And the guy who built it, the guy who built it don't want it. And the guy who buys it gives it away. And the guy who gets it don't even know he's using it. What is it? You can ask me as many yes or no questions, and then you can give up when you're ready to give up. Shit. Uh, is it time? No. Uh, is it love? No. Is it money? <laughs> no. The guy who built it don't want it. And the guy who bought it gave it away. And the guy who gets it don't even know he's got it or using it. What is it? Ask me as many yes or no questions as you want and then give up when you're ready. Is it pussy? Because that sounds like some nope. friend zone stuff. <laughs> I think God would want pussy. He built pussy. He wouldn't build pussy unless he wanted pussy. And the guy that got pussy definitely wouldn't give it away. We all jealous motherfuckers. Keep going. <laughs> I'm in a, a precarious predicament right now. I'm, I'm watching poltergeist poachers and I'm trying to answer soliloquies and riddles. <laughs> it's a motherfucking riddle. Keep going. Yes or no question. Oh, I see. I see you. Um, your detector there is buzzing around. Yeah, that's my Trewilliker stick. Snake doctors. <laughs> Why Foxy got the boobs out, man? If she's ready to fuck some snake doctors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, back to the thing. Uh, mm, I don't know, man. I give up. You ain't give up? Yeah. You ready to give up, B-Rock? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. I didn't think a military motherfucker would give up that easy. I figured he had some questions, but that's okay. The guy that built it don't want it. The guy that bought it gave it away. And the guy that used it don't even know he got it. It's a motherfucking coffin. Uh, put him in a coffin. <laughs> See, I- I'm a horror director. You got to think of these things. I, I could have said an urn too. Would that would that have been the same thing? I'd have accepted that answer. I ain't no Alex Trebek picky as the hell with an afro, white motherfucking afro. <laughs> Gonna pick that shit for three days because it's flat on one side. What is an urn? <laughs> an, an urn is a uh, vase with a lid that contains things. That's my Webster's definition. I, got, I see your balls dangling on the video there. Yes, my balls on there dangling? Yeah. You got your Rafe rag. Oh, you you, I'm putting my ghost goggles on. 
Oh, yeah, there it is. There go the ghost goggles. Foxy don't like my ghost goggles. Oh, man, you up here looking like a blank man and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Use the nunchucks, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Pink Panther mask. (laughs) (laughs) But she's scared of spiders. We know that much. I'm going to fuck her up one day. Banana bell. <laughs> you like it, don't you? You like it. <laughs> and he's running. If you like that, check out the 2014 uh, horror parody short called Banana Bell. I was just me giving a low key shout out to that shit. So check that out. It's a good uh, project that they did. Right. But uh, we just trying to do some funny, uh, you know, definitely low definition. Uh, comedy horror with the poltergeist poachers and we're going to take it to another level because I got people in Bollywood out there in India that's going to do some special effects and all that we just want to do a trial run see how it worked out and all that and I think it's cool so we're going to start taking it to the next level but it's still going to be stupid and silly yeah alright I am completed with poltergeist poltus that's poltus I can't I just finished eating a pecan pie so I'm all jacked up in the mouth area Poltergeist poachers. Boom, I'm done. I just seen Banana Bell and hopping and ran off into the woods. Who got bingo? Who got bingo? I thought somebody yelled bingo. <laughs> it was his name, though. I bet Jody B got that motherfucking bingo. You see his shaved his whole fucking face? Yeah, I was kind of upset about that. You was upset about that? Just a little bit. Because he damn. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Ah, uh, I think uh, I think Jody B thinks that like his one thing is a hindrance to his success, but uh, drunk Hoppy thinks that it's a uh, it's like a uh, stilt to his success mm-hmm. because that's a fascinating story and uh, fascinating stories go over well out there in Hollywood and uh, you know he got the wife and kids. So many of us, like me, I get all kinds of whores and sluts, but they don't want to stay around. And, like, people, some people are jealous of me because I get all kinds of pussy, but, like, they don't want to let, they don't want to let me cook dinner for them or cuddle with them. And, like, so, like, like, my curse is, like, all girls want to fuck me, but they don't want to hang out with me. They don't want to get to know me. They don't want me to cook dinner for them. And so that's my depression. But, like, Jody B., he got that thing that like pulls people to him, and he's a cool as fuck motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, he says he says he used to be on the dark side, but now he's on the positive side. So I'm telling you, this man right here got tons of potential. I love Jody B. He can make it. And what the thing is that he thinks is his detriment is the thing that can propel him into greatness. And I love you, Jody Dog. Go do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean. That's how me and Jody B came to um, be in contact, you know. Well, excuse me, I'm sorry. That motherfucker Jody B um, heard his story on the Passers By podcast. And um, I was sitting there on the edge of my, well, I wasn't sitting on the edge of my seat because when I heard the story, I was driving in my car through the streets of Houston, Texas. So I wasn't on the edge of my seat because that would have been kind of awkward. And then if I'm sitting awkward while I'm driving, I'm not, you know, 
maneuvering properly and I probably could have wrecked and died and I would have been, hopefully I would have survived and then I would have been telling a fucked up story on somebody else's podcast. But yeah, I don't know why I started saying all that shit, but. But yeah, I heard a story on that, and um, because of that, me and him just been talking ever since. It's our one year anniversary too. <laughs> yep, and uh, I'm telling you, me, you, Foxy, and Jody gonna end up on a sitcom. It's like a for real, it's gonna happen, man. Like Charlie Sheen on two two and a half men. It's gonna be ridiculous because uh, the universe, everything happens for a reason. I used to not believe in that. I swear I used to like think like, nope, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But in my old age, I think it is true. Everything does happen for a reason, and we ain't all four together for no reason. Yeah. yeah I, I, I totally agree with that. I tell my old lady that all the time. This is B-Rob, because it's like, I'm very optimistic about things, and like, she's a realist. So it's like a lot of the things that, you know, would happen to us, you know, family, financially, or something, and I'm just like, I'm always trying to keep a positive and upbeat attitude, because what I tell her is, if I'm all down in the mouth and sad and shit, and you all down in the mouth and sad and shit, I mean, how that's going to look to our kids? So, I mean, or even how is that going to be, you know, conducive, you know, for our relationship? I mean, somebody got to be strong for the both of us, or something, or whatever, so... I always try to be positive, even, you know, sometimes it's killing me inside, you know, in certain situations or whatever, man. I got to keep smiling, though, because if I'm walking around here all fucked up, then everybody else is going to be walking around here all fucked up. Exactly. That's what me and Alicia be talking about, Mrs. Hoppy, because uh, she got two boys, and that's really been the, the kind of crutch of our relationship because I didn't want to be a stepdaddy, and she's looking for her stepdaddy for her kids and all that, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to make it to Hollywood, and I don't want to dip out on them kids, because when I was a little boy, I had asshole stepdads pretend to be cool to me just to fuck my mom and all that, and uh, so I don't want to be that dude, And uh, but at the end of the day, I love her so fucking much, like, and she accepts that I'm non-monogamous, and my whole, who I am, she just accepts who I am, and I accept who she is, and so, like, at the end of the day, like, if I get famous, I'm gonna marry her and say fuck the groupies. But uh, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Like you know, when you get into all these projects, like you got your image and you got who you really are, and like you don't want to become fake. So like, I try to let people know who I am, and at the same time play my image. If that makes any fucking sense at all, because like you know, I'll tell y'all what stories are fake and what stories are real. Like I ain't trying to pass nothing off. Yeah. And that's what's up. Man, Hoppy. Use the man. I want you to know that. <laughs> I thought you was the man. No, man. I'm the man standing next to the man. No, 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 no. I don't ever want to be the man because the man got a crown that's too goddamn heavy. Hey, man. You know I mean, you shoulder, you shouldering everybody on your back right now, dog. <laughs> Use the man, and I'm just like the man standing next to the man that's um looking over the. Um, I'm I'm the best boy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I learned a new well, we term. Don't it, man. I'm going to Hollywood, left or right, front or forward. Uh, you know, Clive Barker turned me down, but I know him, and he knows my name. Jason Bloom from Blue House, The Purge, Insidious, all that. He turned me down, but he knows me and knows my name. Uh, 
All these motherfuckers. I done made my end to Hollywood. I ain't got my money yet, but I got a loaded gun, and all I need is a producer to throw some loaded gunpowder in that bullshit, and we off. Yes, sir. And, hey, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right here. Happy, go ahead and plug all, not your orifices. Don't do that on on the air. Uh, All your social media outlets and accounts and your freaking P.O. box, all that shit. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm at, at Twitter at H-O-P-P-Y-R-O-G. That's Hoppy Rods. Uh, I want you to look up Chucky Workclothes. I want you to look up, uh, my dude Big Dutta. I want you to look up my dude Anomaly. I want you to look up my girl Natalie Amari, the transsexual porn star. Uh, Lucy Sparkle, the transsexual porn star. Foxy. The uh, stand-up comic. I want you to look up Jody B, the podcaster on Po Boys Podcast. And last of all, you listening to B Rob. I want you to look up B Rob, Random Robins for Rob Cat. And uh, that's my that's my people right now. I got some more, but we're fitting to go. And I'm drunk, and I'm about to smoke one and watch a porno with some trannies and go to bed. And you know what, Rob? I mean, we forgot to do something. We went on a tangent, and I started watching your video. We didn't come up with how the fuck we was gonna give this game away. Ah, <laughs> oh, but uh you seen Banana Bell, so like you got the game mm-hmm. and we got Banana Bell. I can uh autograph her cheek or something on her face <laughs> and then we can mail it to somebody. So like basically, uh you know what I think? I think we should tell people to send in videos of them doing karaoke to uh uh Raspberry Beret. And I think whoever does the best karaoke of Raspberry Beret from Prince gets both the game and autographed Banana Bell from the very first Poltergeist Poachers. I'm down with that. Happy. If if it was me on the other side of this recording, like it's, let's just say it was another motherfucking B-Rob. You remember D-Rob, right? The alternate... <laughs> The asshole. Yeah, say it was you and D-Rob doing this podcast, and I'm B-Rob. I'm on the other side listening to this broadcast when it uh, debuts, and I hear the the pitch. And I have come up with a video with somebody singing Raspberry Beret. I would, I would do that shit. I would do that shit so I can get Banana Bell and goddamn what, what else? Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 for Xbox One. I would do that. I'm not so sure how many other people are going to do it, but I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I'm down for the cause. I would do it. But, yeah, man, hey, happy you to guess. You you calling the shots. There we go. You call, there we go. You calling the shots, so that's what we're going to do. So, if you want your own personal <laughs> copy... Of uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 for Xbox One and a signed autograph. Signed autograph. It's the same damn thing. Uh, <laughs> a prop from the first Poltergeist Poachers episode on YouTube from the man, Hobby Rogers. We need video. We need you lip singing or actually singing Raspberry Bray. Pretty please. Do this. Well, you know what? If, if if you want to guarantee your victory, do that shit in Walmart. 
I would, the first one to do it is you automatically win. There'll be no more contestants after that. I hear Shizzy breaking up and start to fucking record it. <laughs> hey, I don't remember which the fuck one it was because I ain't played motherfucking Santa. I ain't played that shit since uh, Black Ops was in Nuclear Town. You know, he had them two houses in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. I was one motherfuckers up in that shit, but I don't know nothing about video games past that. But he got a motherfucking video game for you. And I got a doll for you from my poltergeist poachers. So, uh, uh, send in. Send in your best video. Making fun of us, doing poltergeist poachers, or anything silly. I don't give a fuck. Send in a video. Send in a video of you being funny, uh, going after Banana Bell, or uh, anything. I don't give a fuck. Just send in a funny video. We love y'all. Uh, I'll send you the autographed Banana Bell doll. I got it for a dollar from Goodwill. I swear to God, I got that doll for a dollar from Goodwill, but I'll sign that motherfucker and send it to you. And, uh, B-Rob will send you some kind of game that I don't know what it is, because I'm drunk, and I've been on this podcast for an hour, and I don't really give a fuck. But he'll tell you. <laughs> I love y'all. All right. And once again, Hoppy, I appreciate you for everything you do. Um, your positive vibes, your outlook on life, and um, you've been a guest of the show. And anytime you want to come no, back. No, I really, I really got that dog for a dollar from Goodwill. It's 99 cents. <laughs> All right, man. And there you have it. Another edition in the books written down in history or uh, in the cloud and digital archive. Or however, I mean, I was just thought about that in that instance when I was just saying these words out of my mouth what's going to happen years from now I mean let's just say I don't know technology moves so fast and we're advancing you know every day into new shit let's just say I dropped dead tomorrow I just got the overwhelming urge just just stop doing the podcast or whatever what would happen to it other than the recordings that I have here on my hard drive or on my cloud and everything like that, what would happen to the actual audio? Will it stay out there floating across the internet? Will it stay in your phone or whatever podcasting device you have? What will happen to this audio years and years from now, long after I'm gone, long after the I'm done doing this podcast? What's going to happen to this? Joe Rogan just reached a thousand motherfucking episodes. Like, that's got to be in Guinness or something. Or they should put that shit in Guinness. I don't think nobody has more podcast episodes than Joe Rogan. I could be wrong. I don't know shit anyway. But a thousand episodes. I don't even know what that equates to in years. But however long after the Joe Rogan experience is gone, the, he stopped doing the show. Will those thousand episodes are you know, hundreds of hours of content going to go because, you know, you pay a monthly subscription to keep your podcast network going, you know, like I go through Podbean and, you know, as long as I pay them every month, my podcast stays up and it uploads to whenever I upload it, you know? So when it's all said and done, I mean, is do we have to keep paying to keep our shit out there or 
And if if that's the case, whenever we stop paying for the shit, do our shit just disappear? So that's I'm I've just been thinking about that. That's just weird, man. Because I'm doing this, and then one day I'm gonna stop, and then I just don't want this shit to just disappear. It was something. My kids, you know, they know I do this shit, and I I really doubt that they've heard this. I mean, but maybe they have. I don't know. They told me, my son told me this one day. He's like, Dad, after you're gone, we're going to keep the podcast going. And I was just like, that's a weird thing to say. I think the motherfuckers plotting on me. Had to sleep one eye open and shit. But I don't know. It was just crazy to think about. Anyway, man, just had a surreal moment. <laughs> I got to get my ass up in a couple hours to go to fucking work on a Sunday. Which this podcast is going to be up and running early for once. But um, big shout outs to Hoppy, man. He um, brought me back to my childhood in a, a, a quick instance. Motherfuckers talking about young bleed, you know. And um, I spoke a little bit about it on um, the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. There was somebody asked a question about, um, you know, what was the music that we listened to in the 90s or, you know, as, you know, as a child. And. I said majority of my shit was no limit and cash money and all kind of shit. All that southern shit, you know, Paul Wall and Mike well not Mike Jones, but um Swisher House, Screwed Up Click, Lil Kiki and all them, ESG, UGK, fucking Steady Mobbing, <laughs> Eight Ball MJG, and all that shit. That was that was just like I was that was a just in that southern region, that's all I was used to. And even when I go back into my phone, you know, probably about if I if I put random on right now, random in my music archives in my phone, more than eighty percent of the time is some no limit or some cash money shit. Because if you don't know anything about no limit, they had like twelve thousand artists on that label, and all of them had like an album or two or whatever. So that's a lot of fucking music, and I got the whole no limit archive on my motherfucking phone. <laughs> so in the cloud, floating around and shit. So what I shit, what I'm gonna do for bonus content since we talking about motherfucking young bleed, um, we're gonna play that song that me and Jody. I said, damn, me and Jody B. Ooh, Jody's on my mind. He must be talking about me somewhere. Jody, if you're listening, don't be thinking about me so hard to where I'm fucking up. Hoppy. Me and Hoppy was talking about Young Bleed and shit and how he was cool with him or whatever, but he brought up that song the day that made me boss. Then I used to jam that shit. Had 18s in my trunk and the bass would just reverberate and vibrate all over the trunk and it'd be just sounding so fucking good. So I'm gonna put that in the bonus content for y'all. So after I finish running my fucking mouth, you hear that song. Let's get out of here. You can find me on Twitter at it's B Rob I T S B R O B for professional wrestling talk and other general shenanigans, which I just finished watching the NXT Takeover Brooklyn three, and it was stupendous. I recommend you watch it if you have access to the WWE Network. Also, the show, it has its own separate Twitter, and you can find that at, wait for it, wait for it, R, 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 underscore, 
podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast for updates with the show, uh, freaking episodes and stuff. That's the Twitter account you use to do it. Also, you can go to random robcast.com for more information about the show, my guest list, um, artists and their music that's been, um, featured on the show and ways that you can donate and make this thing grow into something bigger than itself. So, I mean, you give to me to give back to you. And, um, you can do that by using my Amazon links where you just go down, you click on it. It'll take you to Amazon and you buy things as normal. You don't have to pay anything extra. And I get a little kickity kick back. Also, you can get some Amazon Prime 30 day free trials from the website, randomrobcast.com. I got merchandise. I got some shirts that I just print. I can't even talk. I got some shirts I just freshly made, and um, it's a parody of the Houston Astros uh, logo and everything. The only Texas team that I'll give a pass because I have some nostalgia with um, the Astros and the Astro World and everything when I was a child. So that's the only Texas team that I give a pass. You know, Louisiana is my shit. So check that out. And you can follow me on Instagram. You can see me walk through Walmart. I tell you what, man, I went to Walmart yesterday and I got a video on Instagram. I was carrying a a big bundle of toilet tissue, man, and I had it on my shoulder and that shit was heavy. My fucking triceps and biceps was burning. It must mean I'm out of fucking shape because a big ass block of toilet paper was fucking me up in the Walmart because I was like, I, I used my method. I didn't get a basket because I knew if I went in there with a basket, I'd walk out of there with more shit than I needed, which I did. I had some white chocolate M&Ms three days in a row. <laughs> I might go eat some at the post this damn episode. Shout out to white chocolate M&Ms. They're delicious. I wish you put almonds or peanuts in them. They would be even better. And um, also, if you like to hear people ramble and talk about professional wrestling, you can find me as a co-host on the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company on the NAI Wrestling Network. So type that in your search bars on your podcast catcher of choice. That's the NAI Wrestling Network. And look for the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company along with a other great host of wrestling catered to podcast. Also, also, so much also. The Random Rounds with Rob is in association with Hush Your Face Entertainment, a group of podcasts that come together to network and uh, put our shit out there. You know, it's like 12, 13 of us now. The network is growing, growing, and growing, and growing. And speaking of the network, one of the shows on there, the Bro Rons Podcast, which they produce a comic called The Axeman Cometh. I just bought it. If you go to my Instagram, you see me talking about it on my journey to Walmart today. I got the oil change, so I was just sitting around in the lobby uh, reading comic books, which I have never done. But I'm not going to say never done that, which I haven't done in years, years. I haven't read too much of anything in years. Jay Sandlin sent me a motherfucking memoir that he wrote. <laughs> and um, I'm having a hard time chopping that bitch down. I don't think I even got past the first uh, episode of I forgot how he labeled them shits. That's see, that goes to show you how much I read of that shit. I forget how he labeled the shit. But hey, man, Jay, I appreciate you sending me a copy. I appreciate your autographing it. I appreciate you for doing things. You, the blind eye, 
comics. Oh yeah, I appreciate y'all for putting out something, uh, putting your efforts into something that you enjoy doing and um, putting your creativity out there in the world for other people to enjoy as well. On that note, I'm out of here and I'll see you next time. Bonus content, Young Bleed. <laughs> Bonus content.
Tryna get a buzz gone. I've been in the Cadillac wrong in the morning time. Feeling like the world is mine. Single handedly on the grind. Tryna stay away from one time. Dumb mind, but I got the figure. All the years of I pull this trigger. When niggas chasing up like the nuts got bigger. Cause bitches tell the hell about us, my niggas. Born 20 years ago, just a pimp post. Mama told me how the game goes. And I'm still the same skin. The nigga looking for the rainbow. To the top of the world if you ain't afraid. Nigga, let's get paid. Man, how the fuck I'm all if they bitch made? Switching like switchblade. Hey, now, that's why I don't play now. You a here, nigga, say, huh? Give a fuck about none of y'all. Give a fuck about one time. That's why I stay high till I die. And come back again through the hearts of men. No longer living in sin. Instead of smoking my weed, sipping on a half pint of gin. With a devilish grin. JD's revenge in the lap of luxury. It ain't no touching me. Whole bitch, fuck with me. On the day they made me. Network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,